We're learning Sikha Beis of Parshas Shaiftim in Chelek Yutas, which is on page 171. This Sikha here, the Rebbe said, is Shabbos after the Six-Day War. And as you can see from the conclusion of the Sikha, the main reason the Rebbe said it was in connection to the tremendous miracles that happened then, specifically in Mitzrayim. And the Rebbe takes a message from the Psukim that it says regarding miracles that Abishta performs in Mitzrayim. And that's relevant even regarding the Mitzrayim Bizman Azeh. But most of the Sikha is a discussion of Pinigla, Pinigayat to the status of the Goyim living in Mitzrayim Bizman Azeh, whether we could consider them to be the same Mitzrayim that were there thousands of years ago, or it's different people, it's a new nation, and therefore the halachas that apply to the Mitzrayim then maybe do not apply today. So there are two things that the Rebbe will discuss in connection to the halacha of the Mitzrayim Bizman Azeh as we'll see here in the Sikha. From Pasik Beparshaseinu, Vilayashavis Aam, Mitzrayma Gaimer, Vashem Amalachem, Lysisifun Loshav Baderachaze Oid. So it says in this week's Parsha, do not return the nation to Mitzrayim, do not go again on this way to Mitzrayim. Learned Pnaraista Aloche, the Aloche is learned out, as Ayid, Torzechnit Umkeren, Bazestzech, Lishtakeya, and Mitzrayim. That you may not return. With the intention to settle, Ishtakeya means not just as a visit, but to go there to settle in Mitzrayim. Unochmer, Beloshan Chazal, even more, it says in the Yerushalmi, and the Rambam quotes it as the Rebbe brings here, Begimul Mekaymis Huzri Yisrael Shleiloshiv Eretz Mitzrayim Vachulu. This is something so important that the Teda warns about this three times not to return to Mitzrayim. The Rambam in sein Sefer Yadah Hazakeh brengt er up derm din as metonet vaynen in Mitzrayim. The Rambam quotes this halacha that you're not allowed to live in Mitzrayim. Um brengt er up the Maimah Chazal begimul mekaymis esire teire v'chulo also quotes this Maimah Chazal that the teire warns about this three times. Um from stimas to shayne is mashma. From the fact that the Rambam does not specify otherwise, it seems, as the iser is eichdob zman azeh, that this is an iser that applies even today. And because of this, there's a big discussion in Mefarshim. How was the Rambam himself allowed to live in Mitzrayim? He lived there for many years, and there were many Kehillis, Yiddish communities that were in Mitzrayim for many years. How was that allowed? If there's these Yisurim. Some of the Asbedim are brought here in the Haaris, in the Shuli Agilian, and the Rebbe refutes some of them. You can take a look. Int- very interesting discussion about this. So that this is the halacha regarding living in Mitzrayim, that it's relevant even today. But now the question is, There's another halacha that relates specifically to Mitzrayim, which is the Isr of not getting married to a Mitzri, even a Mitzri that converts and is a Ger, until the third generation. Paskin the Rambam, so the Rambam there says that it's not relevant to it anymore. Kesha Allah Sancherev Melech Ashur, Bilbul Kalaumais Virvam Zebizet, the king of Sancherev, the king of Ashur. He came into the world and he mixed everything. He displaced people from one place to another. Vehigla Isam in Mekaimah. Ve'elu a Mitzrayim Shebe'eretz Mitzrayim Ata, Anashim Acherimim. The Mitzrayim today in Mitzrayim are not the original Mitzrayim that lived there. It's different people. Since everybody was displaced. So therefore, so now you're allowed any person, any guy that's Megayer, 
you're, and even if he's a ger that comes from Mitzrayim, you're allowed to marry him immediately. Any Mitzri that comes to be Megayer, the assumption is, the Chazak is, that he's coming from the Raiv, and therefore Raiv are not Mitzrim. Raiv Gaim in the world are not Mitzrim. So therefore, since he was Movalvo Kolaylam Kuloi, so the person that was Megayer is assumed to be not a Mitzri, so you could go and marry him immediately. So here the Rambam is saying that this Allah is not relevant with Manazah. So now the question is, and we bought as Bismanazer Zeretz Mitzrayim a land from Anoshim Achedim. Eretz Mitzrayim today is not anymore a land of the original Mitzrayim. It's a land of other Goyim that live there. But stammen it from the Amalek Mitzrayim. They're not even descendants from the original Mitzrayim. Hein favoses oichitz tchal the isra loshev lemitzrayim. So why is this isra to return to the land Mitzrayim still applied even today, as it seems from the Ramban that doesn't make any distinction about that? So that's the question that the Rebbe will be discussing in this entire Sikha. These two halachas. The halacha of not living in Mitzrayim and the halacha of not marrying a Mitzri that's Megayir until the third generation. When it comes to living in Mitzrayim, it applies even today. When it comes to not marrying a Mitzri, it does not apply today. What's the difference? L'chayre, volten gekent, emferen. So seemingly we can answer, Vikama mefarshim zogen, as other mefarshim already say, as there is a yeshiva Mitzrayim, is nitzalib the dartik mention Mitzrayim. The isra of not living in Mitzrayim is actually not related to the Mitzrayim, to the Mitzrayim that live there. Nor mitzadem land alein. It's related to the very land itself, the place itself. Eretz Mitzrayim, the land of Mitzrayim, afilu ven Mitzrayim, afilu ven Mitzrayim, that is, afilu ven Mitzrayim is nor der Eretz. Even if it's just the land, the physical place, which is the location, called Mitzrayim, that's the place that the Teireh does not want you to return. Even if there are no Mitzrayim left there anymore, nevertheless, the, the Isra still applies. And the Rebbe first brings a proof for this. We can see this from what the Rambam paskins, and also the exact words that the Rambam says in the Vaita de Galoche, in the next Aloche of what we just quoted. So the Rambam says as follows, It seems to me, If Eretz Mitzrayim was conquered through a king, a Melech Yisrael, and according to a Bezden, then it will be allowed to live in this place in Mitzrayim. The Teireh does not warn, only individuals that return there. To, uh, to live there, and it's still in the hands of Goyim. Because the actions of the place Mitzrayim is much worse than in all other lands. That, that's the translation of the word that the Rambam says here. So as you can see, the words being highlighted here, the Rebbe is highlighting three diyukim here. Akum, the Rambam says that the, it's in the hands of Akum, of Goyim. does not say Mitzrayim. He says Maseho. Maseho refers to the place, to the land. Maseho, Mekulkolin. And he says, Mikol Ha'aratzais. In other words, we're contrasting this land to other lands. We're not talking about the people, the Mitzrayim, original Mitzrayim there, but these, this land in contrast to other lands. As the Rebbe spells out now. But Sundam is Mashma. So from this language and this psaq of the Rambam, it seems. 
as their iser is mipnei shemaseha fun eretz mitzrayim. It's because of the, the, the behavior of the people in this land mitzrayim, onit shemasehem fun the akum mikulkolim. Not that Ramam does not say that it's the maisim of the goyim, it's the maisim of the people that's the issue. But it's the issue of the land. This is a land that causes certain behavior that's not good. Maseha of the land is, is, not, is a place that you shouldn't be. What's this concept? What does this mean that the place brings about a certain behavior? So this is something that it says in the Medrash. You have a place that has wellsprings that raises people that are well behaved. And then you have a place that the very place, the location, the, the springs and the land itself raises people that are shtufen bezima, that uh, are very bad behaved, that are immoral. And that's what Mitzrayim is. The issue is, the very, is with the very land itself. And here comes the other diuk. The Rambam is saying that as long as it's still under the possession, under the control of Goyim, so he doesn't say specifically Mitzrayim, but he says Akum. Even if it's not in the hands of the original Mitzrayim, is Masaim So because they're in such a kind of land that raises immoral people, so their actions are not uh, not proper. And therefore, you may not live there. So this explains also the halacha itself, the Chiddush that the Rambam here is saying, V'yirali, V'zdafke v'namelech Yisrael, V'zkoivish Eretz Mitzrayim, Al pi bezden, Megmen dan zich bazetzen darten. It's not enough that you have one individual, or a few Yidin, or a group of Yidin that come to Mitzrayim, or even maybe a king that conquers the place, but it has to be specifically a king that's conquering Al pi bezden, that is really changing the whole essence of this place, of the very land itself, which means as follows: kibush. It's only when it's conquered in this kind of a way, when it's not just a melech, but it's not just and it's not for sure not even just individuals, but it's a melech al pi bezdin that changes the very land itself, that it becomes keeretz yisrael lechol dover. That now it becomes like just like eretz yisrael for everything, it changes the very place itself. That's the halacha. It gets the status of Eretz Yisrael. When it's conquered, Alpimelech, Alpibezden, it gets the halachas and the status of Eretz Yisrael. Only then does the very land itself change. It causes a change in the very identity of the land itself. And only then does it take away the prohibition to, to settle there and to live there. So this explains why the Isser of living in Mitzrayim is not connected to which are the people that are living there. Are the original Mitzrayim still there? Are they not still there? Even if they're not. Even if it's just Akum. But the land. The land itself is Mekulkul. It brings about bad behavior, immoral behavior. And therefore the Torah does not want you to return there. On the other hand though, the Isser of not marrying a Mitzri until the third generation that's Megayat. So that of course is only a descendant of the original Mitzrayim. And therefore in Mitzrayim today, where rave of them are not the original Mitzrayim. So as the Rambam says, it's Pairish men arrive, we go to, according to the majority, and therefore it's not Mitzrayim. However, this answer is not fully smooth. Because this is, Rabbi here is explaining according to the Loshan of the Rambam and Sefer Ayat. But if you look in the Rambam and Sefer HaMitzvah, there he seems to be saying it differently. In Sefer HaMitzvah, Shreib the Rambam, 
as the Tama Isser is, Shalai Nilmad Mimasehem Bechulu. Here the Rambam says that the reason why one should not return to settle in Eretz Mitzrayim is not to learn from their behaviors, from their, in other words, the Mitzrayim's behaviors. The issue is not the very land itself, but the issue is the people, the Mitzrayim. It's their behavior that the Abishur does not want us to learn from. According to this reason, in the Sefer HaMitzvah, we still need to explain, Why does this Isra apply even today? If today the people living in Mitzrayim are not the original Mitzrayim, it's different people living there. So according to the Hezbo of the Rambam in Sefer HaYad, we have an answer. But according to what the Rambam says in Sefer HaMitzvah, so the question still remains, Another point, going back to what we said before, that from the Rambam and Sefer it's mashma, that the issue is just the very land itself, that it raises people that are immoral. So then, even if it's a situation where there's nobody to learn from, a time period when there'll be nobody there, it'll be totally desolate, nobody is living there. This is given as it was in the time period of Nebuchadnezzar. The Isa should remain in that time as well. It doesn't matter if there's no one to learn from, it's just the very land itself. So maybe according to the Rambam in Sefer Ayah, this is true. But not according to the Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvah, where he says, So just like in that time period when no one's there, the Isra does not apply. So today, when there's no original Mitzrayim there to learn from, so the Isra shouldn't apply either. So what's the difference between this Isra, that still applies today, and the Isra of not marrying a Mitzrayim until the third generation, which does not apply today? So here the Rebbe brings a Levush. The Levush adds one detail that gives us an opening to understand the difference. So regarding this Isser of not allowing a Mitzri to marry into Klal Yisrael until the third generation, so the Levush says, When did this Isser apply in earlier generations? Sancherev removed the original Mitzrayim and brought other Gayim to live there. Although definitely a minority of the Mitzrayim, some of them did remain there in their original place in Mitzrayim. And he adds more, and here there's a concept called Kavua. The concept of Kavua is, as the Rebbe is going to quote soon, the source in the Gemara and Ksubis, Daf Tezvav, and in other places, usually the halacha always is, when you have a doubt about something, how to identify something, so you always follow the Rebbe, you follow the majority. With the exception of Kavua. If the minority is something which is established in a permanent place of its residence or of its permanent location, so then that minority will not be ignored. You cannot ignore a minority that's permanent in its place. And then I cannot follow the majority. That's the concept of Kavua, which is learned from a Pasik. And the idea of the concept is, every time you're following the majority, you're ignoring the minority. So the Pasik is telling us, if the minority has a certain significance, because it's Kavua, it's established in a permanent place, that can't be ignored. 
and therefore in such a case you don't follow the majority. So over here, these original Mitzrim, some of them, did stay there, and it's not only that they're a minority, but they have a certain significance, because this is their permanent residence. So therefore they're kavua. And the rule is, v'chol kavua Whenever we have a minority, but it's kavua, it's permanent, we treat the minority and the majority to be like half and half. In other words, we can't follow the majority in this case. So therefore the question is, why are we saying that Bizman said that Sancherev removed most of the Mitzrayim, there's a heter to marry a Mitzri that's a ger right away. You don't have to wait. Why don't you have to wait? It's a situation of kovua. So there's a suffix here. The person you're marrying may actually be a descendant from the original Mitzrayim. Makal, Mokayim, however, this concept of kovua is only when that minority is actually there in his permanent residence. That's what gives him the chshivis. But the Mitzri that comes and converts, he's separating, he's going away from his permanent residence. And the rule is that if you're not in your permanent residence, so then you do follow, then you're contrasting the majority and the minority and you follow the majority. And therefore, a mitzri that's megayet and is paitish from his permanent residence is you're allowed to marry him immediately. That's the hasbir of the levush. So as we could see here in the, in the language of the levush that he, he's bavarning, he's discussing this concept of the miut that still exists and therefore the concept of kavua. So this is a little bit more complicated than we thought. It's not just as simple as that, that today, Sancherev was Movalvu Kala Elam, there's no Mitzrim left there at all, so no problem, you could marry a Mitzri. No, there is a Miut, and that Miut may be kavua. So therefore, his Hezbed is, but that Miut is Paitish. It's leaving its permanent residence, and when you're Paitish, the rule remains that you follow the Raiv, and therefore you can marry a Mitzri today immediately. So now, Lafizeh, as Miutam Nishirub Mekaymaisam, that some of the Mitzrayim did remain in their place. Even after all the nations were displaced by Sancherev. So we can understand why the Isra of not settling in Mitzrayim applies even today. It's because of those few Mitzrayim that are still there. And as long as they stay there in their permanent location in Mitzrayim, we can't say, oh, they're only a minority, let's just ignore them. No, they are kavua, they are significant, and you can't ignore them. As long as they don't separate and they don't leave their permanent location when they become a ger, they still have the halacha of being kavua, they're there in their permanent residence, and therefore we can't annul their existence, so you can't go and settle in Mitzrayim, because of the fact that the Mitzrayim is still there, and you could learn from their deeds, from their behavior. This is the Hasber according to what the Levush says. So Lechayr is very clear. But the Rebbe questions the entire Hasber, the whole premise of what the Levush says here. The question over here though is, Favos Paskin, the Rambam, Bistome, Anazayach, the Shulchanaruch, Azager, Mitzri, is its mutter, miyad, bebasisrol, tzalibntam, shepirishman, arayv. According to the Hasber of the Levush, how could the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch just simply say, without any distinctions, without any reservations about this, that today, a Mitzri that's Megayer, you could marry him immediately because you follow the Raif. He's Paitish. He left his permanent residence, so therefore you can marry him immediately. Which means that 
there's in, in, every, in every case, there's no the, the, the distinctions about this. You could always marry a Mitzri immediately. But the question is, there is a minority of the Mitzriim that did remain there in their place. So if so, the Rambam and so on, they should make the following distinction. See, the Chiton is beoifen as the Ger Mitzri is bepoil Poyrish Akar Azul von sein Bayis. Is it a situation where the marriage is taking place when the person is leaving his location? He's leaving his permanent residence and coming to marry a Yid. So then because he's leaving his place, which is Kavua, he's living in his house. And he's leaving his house and he's coming to marry a Yid out of his house. So he left his permanent location. So then I could say that the concept of Rav applies because when you're Pairish, then, then you go according to Rav. As Dambult is the cloud called the Pairish V'cholo. Other that is not also from Zayn bias. Or if it's a situation where the Mitzri is marrying a Yid and the Mitzri remains in his house, in his permanent location. From Zayn bias. Was Dambult taught them din from Kavua. So then if he remains in his permanent place, so then he's Kavua kemechzal mechzadami. So the doubt still remains, maybe the person you're marrying is a Mitzri, even though the Mitzri are the minority, but we treat it if the person you're marrying is in his permanent place. So this is a distinction that the Rambam and should make. How could you just say that today you're allowed to marry any Mitzri, including if you're in Mitzrayim, it, it matters if it's Parish or Kavua. We find similar to this that it's brought in the Gemara, with the Gemara Zaktan Ksubis, Virashi and Teisvaz and Dart Mazber, as the din from Kol de Parish, this halacha of Kol de Parish, that only if the one that goes away from his permanent place, then I follow Raiv, is Dafke, when the boil is Parish from Zayn Bayis. So, over there in that Gemara, it's talking about a situation where a woman had a relationship with someone, and we're trying to figure out who this man is. So, we're looking at the city, who are most of the people in the city? If most of the people are Yidin, if most of the people are Kshedim, so we, we can assume that the Bayal was a Kashara person. If not, then, you, then, then it's the opposite. But then the Gemara there says, though, that it will make a difference where this incident took place. If it could be that it took place in the house of the Bayal, in the place of that man where he lives, his permanent residence, so then you can't follow the Raif. So you see there in the Gemara very clearly this concept that Kovua follows the status of the person as far as where his permanent location is. And what is his permanent location? His house. If so, over here as well, how could the Shulchan just simply say, according to this Hasbro of the Levosh, that you can marry a Mitzri today immediately when he converts. You don't have to wait three generations. It should make a difference if it's in his house or he left his house. The pastors come in Zog and so simply the answer would be as follows. When a Mitzri comes to be Megayer, so he had to leave his house in order to be Megayer. When he comes to be Megayer, that's the moment that we look at to say, oh, he left his permanent location. He has to be Megayer, so it entails different things. There's a Mila, Tvila, whatever else he's doing. So that's, we assume that he left his house for Mila and a Tvila. And therefore, the situation of marrying a Mitzri is Paitish. He was Paitish from his place, and therefore we can say that that is the reason why we assume that you can marry a Mitzri Bismanazef following the Raif. Ober, however, does is not maspik. This is not, in this case, this is not enough of an answer. While benidden, the dawn is nit genuk 
Here, it's actually not even going to be enough for the Mitzri to leave his house in order for it to be considered Piddish that he left his Kavua residence in order to be able to follow Raif. The only way you can follow Raif for this Mitzri is if he leaves the entire land Mitzrayim, only then is he considered to be a Piddish from his permanent place. Why is that? Where do we find such a concept that Parish refers to a person leaving his entire country, his entire place? That I've quoted before the Gemara in Ksubis, where we were having a suffolk about a boil. There it clearly says in Rashi and Taisvis that it refers to the house, if he was Piedish from that house that he lives in or not. So the Rebbe brings there another Gemara that discusses a similar situation. And there it clearly says that Piedish refers to being Piedish from that entire country or that entire area. The Gemara is locked in Yevamas. Oivit kechavim shekidish bizman azeh, a guy that was mekadish a yid today, chayshishin lekedushin. We're concerned about this kedushin; it may have taken effect, even though it's a guy. There's no kedushin by a guy because shema maseres ashvatim hu. Maybe this guy comes from the ten shvatim that were exiled from Eretz Yisrael during the time of the first base of Mikdash, and they were assimilated amongst goyim, and therefore perhaps this guy comes from the aseres ashvatim. But the Gemara asks on this, Anybody that's coming from Goyim, that you marry today, is coming from the Raiv. So how could you say that there's a concern that maybe this guy or this person might be the minority of those Aseres Ashvatim that were assimilated amongst Goyim? And for the Gemara, This concern of the Gemara was only in that place where there's a Kvius, where the Aseres Ashvatim settled and it's their permanent location. That when they were exiled from Eretz Yisrael, so they were placed in these cities of Chalach and Chabur and so on. So in those specific locations where they were placed over there, if you marry a guy, then you have to be concerned because the Aseres HaShvatim are Kavua there, so even if they're the Miot, they're not going to be Batl. That's what, the, that's what we're talking about. Taich Rashi, so Rashi says, Beduchte de Kvi means Bnei Aseres Hashvatim. We're talking about the descendants of that of the ten Shvatim, and the Chol Kavua Kemechza Al Mechza Dami. If it's in their permanent location, so then you can't follow the Rav. It's Mechza Al Mechza. It's still a doubt who you're marrying. This might be a, a someone from the Aseres Hashvatim. The Heicha Kvi. Where do I find that they, uh, where, where are they, Kavua? Where is their permanent residence? The Pasuk says that they were placed in those permanent cities and therefore in that location there's an issue. That's Rashi's Pshat. Taisvis has a different Pshat on the Gemara there. Taisvis argues with Rashi. The issue is not the fact that in that location where they were placed, it's Kavua, but the issue is that in that place, there are actually the majority of people there. The issue here is not that in that location, they are permanent, and therefore, even if they're in the minority, but it's Kavua. Because if the man, being maybe from a Sarah Sashvatim, went out of his house, and went to the wife and married her out of his house, called the Parish, Meruba Parish. That's considered that he was Parish, he left his permanent location, and therefore we do follow Rai. As the Gemara that the Rebbe quoted before from Ksubis, that as long as you left your house, that gets the status of Parish, and you follow Rai. 
So here we see a machlekes of Rashi and Taisvis, whether the concept of kavua goes in the, according to the house that you're in, or is it the entire area or the whole country that you're in, and until you don't leave that entire country, you, you still are considered to be in your permanent residence, in your permanent location, you say kavua. So the Rebbe explains this. First, the Rebbe explains why Rashi interprets the Gemara the way he does. We can understand from the words of the Gemara why Rashi does not want to learn the way Taisvis does, that the issue there is that in this place it's mostly Aseres Ashvatim. Hagam as Rashi alain is mefarish and mesechtik subis canal as okara boil mi beisai hot adim from kol de parish. Rashi himself in subis says just like Taisvis that if a person if the boil leaves the house that's considered to be parish that he separated from his permanent residence. And here Rashi is saying differently. Here Rashi is saying as long as you're in Chalach and Chabur in that area of Aseres Ashvatim it's still considered to be kavua. So what forces Rashi to change here? According to Taisvis, why does the Gemara say that the issue is in their place where they are established, with their permanent residence? Why does it use this term of kvi if that's not the issue? According to Taisvis, the issue is that this is a place where it's the majority, majority of Sarah Sashvatim. This expression of the Gemara Kvi is very clear that the issue over here is the halacha of Kavua, that even if they are the minority, but nevertheless, this is their established place. So now the question though is, why is this situation different than the Gemara in Ksubis, the clear Gemara and Rashi there in Taisu would say that the Kavua is defined by your house, by your residence where you're living. So why here is it defined by the whole area, the place that you're living in? Das bar in them. So the explanation why this is different is as follows: Since here the pasuk is establishing their location of residence, that they were placed in this place of chalach. So the pasuk is establishing and telling us that this location became the established place of collectively all of the asaras hashvatim. So therefore this case is different. Their established place does not go according just to the house where the individual person is living. It's the entire area of Chalach. This is the permanent place that the Teire and the Pasuk establishes where the Aseret HaShvatim are. As Kozman, as long as they are in that location, they are in their permanent residence, as the Torah says. Even if they leave, even if one individual leaves his house, he's still in the permanent location of the Aseres Hashvatim. That's why this place is different. When you talk about just a random person, a boil, that happens to live in a certain house somewhere, and he leaves his house, so his house is his permanent place of residence. The moment he leaves his house, he's Paitish. He's not anymore, he doesn't have that chshivas, that significance of being kavua in his house. But here we're not talking about a random person or a random group of people that happen to be somewhere. We're talking about Aseres Hashvatim, thousands and thousands of people that the Torah says this became their place, their permanent place that they were placed outside of Eretz Yisrael. So therefore the entire country of Chalach and Chabur and so on is the place, the Kavua place of Aseres Hashvatim. The myth is move on, but Rashi is Messiah. This one explains the language of Rashi when Rashi concludes and says, Where is their Kvi? Where is their established permanent place? 
They were placed in these cities. The Lechaira, seemingly, What's Rashi adding to the words of the Gemara, where the Gemara brings the Pasuk? Nor the Mitz Amazber. Rashi is trying to explain this to you. Favos zei kailuloy chaparshem ibeisam. Why is it by that? But by them, by the Aseres Hashvatim, including those that left their permanent residence, their house. Ubefrat as azoyes dirigilus, and especially the to leave your house and to go get married. That's more common to get married leaving your house. The kamei merazal oisim beis chasnus lebeneim. You don't get married in your private house. You make a special place for the chasana for your children to get married. So if you got married, he probably left his house. So why, if you left his house, is he still considered to be kavua? There's a concern that this person that you think is a guy is one of these aseres shvatim. So why there do they have a din from Kavua? So Rashi is explaining, where is the Kviyas? In other words, don't think that the Allah of Kavua here is the same as it usually is, which is in the house where you permanently live. But rather over here, because Kedichsev, because the Pasuk is saying that Aseres Hashratim were placed there, so therefore the location of Kavua is different here. It goes on the entire area, like it says in the Pasuk. That's what Rashi explains in the Gemara there, B'negeah to the Aseres Ashvatim. So now bringing it back over here, B'negeah to the Mitzrayim. There's a Mitzri that's in a status of Kavua, that he's in his permanent location. And then, even, the, even though there's only a Mitzri, you shouldn't be allowed to marry a Mitzri until the third generation. And then there's a situation of a Mitzri which is Poyrish. And then you can follow the Raiv, that the Raiv and Mitzrayim are not Mitzrayim, and you can marry them right away. So what would be considered to be Kavua regarding Mitzrayim? So based on what we said before, Benidin Didon, here in our case, Here, what is the Iser? The Iser is that you're not allowed to marry a Mitzri. A Mitzri, in other words, a guy that's a Mitzri. How does he become a Mitzri? Because he's a guy from Eretz Mitzrayim. Or he's a descendant from the original Goyim of Eretz Mitzrayim. The Afaiskum and Azayim Kviyas is in him ganzen land Mitzrayim. What gave him that identity as a Mitzri? He's not just a random person that lives in a house and therefore his Kviyas is just his house. Over here we're talking about people that have an identity as a Mitzri. And that's the basis, that's the whole Isser. So therefore, the Kviyas of a Mitzri is where, not his house, the Kviyas of the Mitzri is the entire land Mitzrayim that gives him that Identity. So as long as he does not leave the boundaries of Mitzrayim, even if he did leave his house, the, the halacha of Mechzal Mechzal that we cannot follow, the majority should still apply that it's Kavua. Okay, so therefore we have now the concept of Kavua applied in this case in a much broader sense than it usually is. Kavua is only in the house. Here the Kavua is regarding the whole land Mitzrayim. The Rebbe adds here now another point. Everything we said here is only according to Rashi's Pshat, but Taisus seems to disagree. Taisus clearly says there regarding the Aseres Hashvatim that we still follow the status of Kavua only regarding the house that the person lives in. But the Rebbe's Mechadesh that over here regarding the Mitzrayim, Taisus may even agree to Rashi. As das was Taisus nemt niton de svara, the reason why Taisus does not accept Rashi's svara regarding Aseres Hashvatim is his dafke benegei dem fal from Aseres Hashvatim. That's only there regarding the permanence of the Aseres Hashvatim. 
Und das der Fahr, weil sie gefunden sich in jener Erde, hat nicht kein Scheiches zum Etzem in jener Kedushin. Because the location, that Yaseres Hashvotim live in, is not directly related to the very question we have regarding this Kedushin. Is the person you're marrying a guy? Or is the person marrying a Yid? That's, that's what the question is about. Who is this person you're marrying? Regarding the very location itself, the location is not related to the very Kedushin of here, to the very question you have about whether this is a Kedushin or not. So over here, regarding any, any of the people that may have come from the Asaras HaShvat, and Toysav says, we go back to the original rule we always have, that Kavua follows the permanent residence, the house of a person. Schenken in unser Fall, and by contrast here, over here, when we're talking about the Mitzriim, was the Iser love of the call, kommt, weil er is a Mitzri. Over here, the entire Iser of marrying this Mitzri is his identity as a Mitzri, von Eretz Mitzrayim. And what identifies him as a Mitzri? How do you get that identity as a Mitzri? Because you're a descendant from people that original Goyim of Eretz Mitzrayim. You belong uh, to this place of Eretz Mitzrayim. That's what gives you this whole identity that creates the very Isser we're dealing with. So in this case, even Teisus would agree as long as this person, that's only a minority, but he's still in the original borders that gave him the very identity that makes him unique of being a Mitzri, Hotaradim from Kavua. So over here, he has a halacha of being kavua, the gabi de misr from Mitzri. Regarding this isr of a Mitzri, so the kavua is defined by the very isr itself here. Since the very isr is the fact that he is a Mitzri, and what gives him that identity as a Mitzri? The land Mitzrayim. So therefore, the land Mitzrayim is the makkim akvias for a Mitzri. So therefore, over here, even Taisus will agree that the kvias follows the identity of the isr. So this brings us back to our question on the Hezbollah that the Levush says that today you can marry a Mitzri because it's called a Parish Mirube Parish. But the question is, we bow, does any geblieben Mitzriim in Eretz Mitzrayim? Since there are some original Mitzriim that are there in Mitzrayim. Not the Het, the Lovah Bekal, is what called the Parish. The only Het, as the Levush says, is because we rely on Roiv, that the person you're marrying was separated from his place that is Kavua, Hatach the Rambam, and Shulchan Aruch, Gedaf Mechalik Zayn, Tzishin Ager, was is a Reis from Eretz Mitzrayim. So that what the Rambam should make this distinction between a ger that left the original location, he left the entire land Mitzrayim, or a ger in Eretz Mitzrayim, or a ger from the Mitzrayim that left Eretz Mitzrayim. Again, on a ger in Eretz Mitzrayim, a ger that's still in Eretz Mitzrayim, and then it should be also until the third generation, the same original is, should still apply. So why did the Rambam and Shulchan Aruch not make this distinction? This is very important. We're not just speaking about a house, whether he left his house or not. We're speaking about the entire land, Mitzrayim. So it makes a difference if you're marrying a Mitzri in Mitzrayim or out of Mitzrayim. So to answer this, the Rebbe says there's really an even greater question here on this, on this Hezbollah that uh, the Levush says. Behaktim agresret me in the minion v'esfrekt. The Arach HaShulchan. An even bigger question here that the Arach HaShulchan asks. The Gemara is Akhtin Nazar. The Gemara in Nazar says, As a Isha loy naida. A woman has a status as a person that does not move from her permanent residence. 
Why? The Chokvuda Basmalach Pnima, the Gemara, uh, sorry, the Pasuk describes a woman to being someone that the place of a woman is inside. That's the honor of a woman to be inside a house, in bias. And therefore, a woman is a place that's Kavua in her house. And the Rebbe Atziadim from Kavua. The Gemara Mamshik, but the Gemara continues and asks, What's if it's in a situation? If it happens here that the woman left her house, and someone was Makadish or whatever happened, took place outside in the marketplace. Maybe she did leave her house and someone was Makadish in the marketplace. How could you refer to a woman and always say that she's Kavua, that she's in a permanent residence? But if she leaves her house and someone's Makadish are there, so then she's not Kavua anymore. And the Gemara answers, no. There's a concept of Hodra Lenichese, which is that she returns back to her permanent residence. Since a woman, primarily her place where she is most of the time is in her house, even when she leaves temporarily, she's leaving with the intention to return to her primary place where she spends her time. And therefore, even when she's outside, she's still considered to be kavua. So even when she leaves her home, he encounters her in the street, she does eventually a turn. Return back to her place. So she goes back to her permanent residence. So a woman always has this din of kavua. Even when she's found in the marketplace. By, by contrast, uh, a man though, he spends a lot of his time outside. and can even travel far locations and a business trip here or there. A man is much more on the outside. So therefore, this concept of does not apply by a man, only by a woman. So now we can apply this back to a mitzri. If so, you may ask, how can we even say this concept regarding a mitzri that because he left Mitzrayim to get married, so therefore he left his permanent location? So now we follow Raiv. Even if the mitzri separates from his place to go and get married to Israelis. If this Mitzri, which still has the identity of a Mitzri, so his place of living permanently is Mitzrayim. So if he goes back to his place of where he lives in Mitzrayim, so what does that mean? That even when he left, he never really left. He left to get married and he goes right back. This is his real place of permanence. So even when he left, the halach of Kavua should still apply. Similar to what we say by a woman. So how can we be matter to marry a Mitzri before three generations So the Rebbe now says the answer to answer this question and the previous question to explain the words of the Levush. Why you could marry a Mitzri relying on Raif. It's understood from one word that the Rambam adds. And the Rambam's Lashen is Shekal HaPayrish Mehendle Hizgayer. Anyone that leaves from the place of the Mitzrayim. In order to convert, so the Rambam is adding this word, we know, we assume, that he separated, he's from the Raiv, and therefore, you could get married to this person. Why is the Rambam adding a Mitzri that left his place with the intention to become a Ged? Why is that word necessary? The question here is even more so, even a Mitzri that leaves his location, it wasn't with the intention to become a Ger. 
He left Mitzrayim for whatever reason on a business trip, business trip or whatever reason. And then he became a ger. The same halacha should apply. So why is the Rambam saying he left this place lihiz gaya? No, the myth is the Rambam Masbe. Here the Rambam is letting you know as the taich from parish da is nit kipshutai parish b'makayim. The idea of parisher, one that leaves his permanent place, and therefore you can follow Rave is not like the usual translation of parish when you actually are leaving a physical location, a permanent place that you're in. Now the mid goof of us that is the Chmegaye, haste parish. There's a different concept of parish that you can see over here that is not only physical, but the very fact that he's Megayer, that is the parish. That is him leaving his location. The gather from parish can sign in Tzvei The idea of leaving your place, your permanent place, can be in one of two ways. Aleph in Mokim Gashmi, your physical location where you're living. You leave one location and you come to a new location. And It has to be such a kind of uh, leaving that you're not returning. In other words, you're not someone that is expected to return shortly to your original place, like by a woman. That's one concept. Mokim Gashmi. Beis in Matzeh, the condition of the person. In you're, you're leaving a certain location or a certain status that you have according to the Allah of Teireh. Zain Mitzius and Teira, your whole existence of who you are according to Teira. At his Pairish from Ein Matziv, Ungeta Ribir in Atzveiten. You're leaving one condition, one status, and you're entering into a completely different status and a whole different location, spiritually speaking. Azevi Benidin Didan, and that's the case we're talking about over here. Vasarizach Pairish from Friedrich and Matziv, Vidin Altsene Yehudi Mitzri, when a Mitzri is Megayer, so he's leaving his previous. Halacha's previous status of being a Goya Mitzri, and is transformed through conversion in a Andermatzev, in a completely new situation of being a new person, of being Megayer. That's a different concept of Parish, which is also, Parish also has a halacha of Parish. So this is the Rebbe's Chiddusher. You have the concept of Parish that the Gemara always speaks about, which is Parish from a permanent residence, whether it's a house, whether it's a country. But over here, there's a different concept of parish. Gators itself consists of parish from a certain matzav. The river is Regarding this, there is no hodrel going back to the original permanence. Over here, the parish you're separating through converting. There is no going back on this gear. So therefore, this is a permanent parish that you left this place, and therefore, over here you could apply called the parish the Ruba parish. Therefore, the Rambam and are telling you that there is no distinctions about this You're allowed to marry a Mitzri without any distinctions. Even if he's actually in Mitzrayim, even if he didn't leave his actual house, of his place of residence. So he's still there in his Mokke Makfiyas. But nevertheless, it's not only that there's a different gather of Parish, which is the Ruchni, is the, the Geiros, but that's even more powerful than the physical location where it's still Kavua, but nevertheless we follow the status of Parish, and that alone is the reason to say that we follow Roi. This itself gives you the status of being a parish when you're a Megayer, and therefore you follow Rav. 
the other Mitzrayim that remained in Mitzrayim and are not Megayer, Chachas and employees are mute, even though they're only a minority, they are the people in their permanent residence, which as the Rebbe said before, refers to the entire land Mitzrayim. And the Rebbe bleibt to libzeide iser, to bazetzen zich in Eretz Mitzrayim, shalei nilmad mimasayim. They are there, and therefore you're not allowed to go and settle in Mitzrayim in order not to learn from their behavior. So here we see the final answer to explain the difference between the Isra of not marrying a Mitzri and the Isra of not returning to Mitzrayim. When it comes to marrying a Mitzri, he's considered to be Paitish. The very Gatus itself is Paitish, and therefore you follow Raif. When it comes to settling in Mitzrayim, where there are still Mitzrayim that are living there, so over here you have to follow the Kavua of the Mitzrayim, of the few Mitzrayim that are there, and you're not allowed to settle in Mitzrayim in order not to learn from their behavior. Now, the Rebbe adds here, another few svaris to explain the significance of those few Mitzrayim that are still there in Mitzrayim. Ubefrat is more specifically as dos is as is Here we're talking about a situation that we could say as 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 the miyot of That it either way does not make any sense to say that the miyot over here should be annulled to the raiv. Usually we follow raiv, but in this case it doesn't make sense to follow raiv. Both if you look closer and see the nature of what this minority is, and you also look at the nature of the majority that's here in this situation, in this case, it's not logical to follow the raiv. Vile for two reasons. First of all, Aleph says, Kamus. We're talking over here about those few Mitzrim that are here. What makes them only a minority? A minority in numbers. It's all mentioned. The number of, of Mitzrim that are left in Mitzrayim. Da is the Isanar Mitzad Eichos, Kilkomaseim. But on the other hand, the actual Isar of marrying a Mitzri is not something just about the, the number of people, but it's something about the quality, about the nature of these people, Kilkomaseim, about their very immoral behavior, is Mitzad Ribuy and Gaidla Eichos, is a Salderech Viachdova Choshov, Vzvertnit Bottle. So since the basis of the whole Isar is something that stands out, that's very unique and special that in the negative about their behavior. So therefore, this is something which is very significant. And just by numbers of having a raiv, not necessarily is it bottle. And this is a concept that you find, Benigay, to the concept of bittel beraiv, that if you have something which is chosh, if it's not bottle beraiv. One of the examples is Rebbe is Mitzayin to the Gemara in Beye, is when you have a Dovish Shabiminya, something that's counted and has a certain Chshivis. So even though usually there's a halach of Bittl Beraiv, but not if something is significant, has a Chshivis, there's no Bittl Beraiv. So over here as well, because these Mitzrayim are people that their behavior stands out in a negative way, and that's the significance of, of why we don't want to learn from their actions. It's not just about. There's, there's other goyim, there's these goyim, and the Nebuchadnezzar doesn't want you to be in a location where you have these goyim. It's about their behavior that has a certain eichas, a certain significance, and chshivis in the negative sense. That's something that can't be bottled so easily. Just to point out, really these two halachas are not uh, exactly the same. We're talking in the entire sicha about the halacha of called the parish, merube parish. And here the Rebbe is bringing an example of the concept of bitl beraiv. Bitl beraiv is when you have a mixture. And the minority is mixed in together with the uh, raiv. Called the parish is when you're talking about a question of identifying where someone came from. It's not exactly a mixture like bitl beraiv. It's, it's two different concepts, really, but they're related to each other. And the Rebbe is bringing an example from this concept of bitl beraiv. 
Bayes, another point, looking at the, ma- at the nature of the majority that's going to be mevatel the Reiv. Da is the Reiv the mention from andere Umais. Was gefinden sich in Mitzrayim, nit menaget zum miut und mevatel. Here, the majority, all the other nations, are not of a nature that's very different or opposite or opposing to this miut that you want to annul. Usually when you have a mixture, or you have a bitl bereiv, or called the parish merube parish, so you have two entities that are different and separate from each other, and if you follow the majority, that annuls the status of the minority. But over here, it's not exactly that way. Why? Varum, oich di umais, zenomukulkalim. The other guy, even if they're not Mitzrayim, their behavior is also immoral. The issue is that the Mitzrayim's behavior stands out even more. It's the, their immoral behavior is to a further extent. But the other guy there are also somewhere in that same category to some extent. The Reber is the Mitzrayim's from the Reib, not the Koyach, to the Vatl, and the Miot from the Mitzrayim. So therefore, the, the, the Reib, which has a similar nature to some extent to this Miot, which is the issue, does not have the Koyach to negate and to annul their existence. And again, for this, the Rebbe brings an example in the Ha'ara from a concept of Bittl Mim Biminoi. That when it's, when it's Mim Biminoi, when you have two that are of the same Min, of the same type, so one can't be Mavatl the other because it doesn't break, it doesn't weaken the status of the Miut if the Raiv is from the very same Min. So over here as well, the other Gaim that exists there are also from the same Min. They're also Mekul Kalim. So therefore, Bittl Beraiv does not apply here as well. And therefore, the Halach of Kaldu Parish, Mirube Parish, should not apply her either. So this is the conclusion of the Chalik of Nigla, that the Rebbe explains the status of the Goyim in Mitzrayim, and as we see, the point is that the Isser of returning to Mitzrayim still applies even today. There are a minority of the Mitzrayim that are there today, and even though they are a minority, but nevertheless, they're Kavua, and therefore it defines the place still being Eretz Mitzrayim, and with the original Mitzrayim, I say in Mekul Kolim, and you're not allowed to return there. So now, as I mentioned at the beginning, the Rebbe will take from this a lesson from what we can learn today from the great miracles and wonders that the Ebesha performed to, to what, what we can learn from this. The very same Mitzrayim that were there originally are there even today. We can take an additional inspiration in serving the Ebesha in our times. The following introduction. Everything in Teireh is included in the concept of Teireh being eternal. It's for all time periods and in all locations. There's a difference though between those things that cannot be fulfilled literally. And it's only eternal in the spiritual sense. And then there are those mitzvahs and those parts of Teireh that are eternal and can be fulfilled even physically. Over here, the nitzchiyas of Teireh is expressed with much greater intensity. The fact that it comes down and it is expressed even in the Gashmi's the world for all nations of the world to see shows the extent of the Nitzchis of the Taita to, to a much greater degree. So the same applies over here regarding Mitzrayim. It says in the Pasik regarding Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You saw what I have done to the Mitzrayim. 
Vatoim Shemoy Tishma Bukaili Shmartimis Brisi Vaisunlis Gulamikolaam Mamlachas Kainim Vigai Kadesh. And therefore you will now listen to my voice and you'll keep my bris. You'll be the beloved nation and the Mamlachas Kainim, a holy nation. So all of this that it says, the, all these special things that it says about the Yidin, the status of who Yidin are, is connected to the fact of Atem Reisim, because Yidin see the tremendous miracles that they wish to perform the Mitzrayim. From them is move on as their Atem Reisim Asher Sisal Mitzrayim. This, that Yidin see the great miracles that they wish to perform with, with, with Mitzrayim, is a hachonet to the Yonav al in the Pesukim Lachrizah. This is a preparation and brings Yidin to what it says afterwards. And it also says, V'avi Eschem Elai, I will bring you to me, Vatam Shemaya Tishmu, Shmartam Isbrisi, and then Vayisun Lizgula, as the Rebbe quoted before. When Yidin Zen, Be'ene Bosa, when Yidin can see, they can physically see with their own eyes, Videreivishte Vaist Farzei Nisim, Baim Oprechnen Zich, Vahoinish, Vachulu, Fundi Umus, Velachazen and Meitzur, Meikli Israel. So in general, when the Yidin see tremendous miracles that Davishte performs, and punishes Goyim that are persecuting, oppressing the Yidin, this awakens Yidin, this inspires Yidin to strengthen their connection to the Ebishta, to listen to what the Ebishta tells them. So from this we understand, as when Yidin send, with the Ebishta rechens up with the Eretz Mitzrayim, that if we see that the Ebishta is punishing the Gaim that exists today in Eretz Mitzrayim, was dort and afaran the selbe Mitzrayim viamal. And don't say, Eretz Mitzrayim, today, oh, it's a different, a different people, it's not the same. No, as we said, there are some of the same Mitzrayim there in Eretz Mitzrayim, Kavua, in the, in the land. So by these miracles that are performed today in our generation, the Ebishter is repeating and giving us the opportunity again to physically see those miracles in order to take that inspiration to come to, to what it says afterwards, Vavyas Chamelai, and so on. So, as I mentioned, the Rebbe is uh, referring over here to the miracles that happened at the Six Day War. So, this should awaken with Yidin that see these miracles that David should perform for the Mitzrayim, a taste of society, an added inspiration. To listen to the and to follow the bris as Yidin zolns the starkin in kiyim atayru and mitzvahs to strengthen each other, to fulfill mitzvahs on the chfirin v'yan ams gula, and to behave like the beloved nation zayin amamlechas kain and v'goy kodesh and to be that priestly nation and that holy nation. This is the close preparation to listening to the Eibushter's voice. Was brengt dem hayoyim, dem hayoyim from Bias and Mashiach. Kach tochas Mashiach tzedkeinu. As the Gemara said, that Mashiach said that he would come today, and when he didn't come today, so Eliyahu actually said that Mashiach would come today, and when he didn't come today, he explained that hayoyim means today in bekoilos u'shmol when you listen to the Torah and mitzvahs. So this will bring that fulfillment of that promise bekoriv mamish, really in our days.